many of the same goals you seek. Others have been there, done that, and your pathway to success is already mapped out. Opportuno, episode 15. Simply follow the directions. We are getting bombarded with information in this so called information age. In the year 1900, information doubled about every 100 years. IBM estimates in the year 2020 that information will be doubling about every 12 hours. It would seem that with so much information available, you would have the ability to find accurate information on almost any idea you want to accomplish. I disagree with the premise to not pursue your own exploration, but to only search for the answers from information only documented. Truth is, much of the information out there cannot be relied upon to be accurate and up-to-date. Every situation has its unique set of conditions and circumstances. As in most worthwhile achievements in life, you have to pay your dues by learning and doing. Even if information you find on a particular project you want to do is spot on, if that project has any in-depth level of concepts and actions unfamiliar to you, you can only learn best and perform best by paying your dues and just do it. Nothing imprints indelible, lasting memories on your mind and encourages innovation more than just beginning to take action with an end goal to strive for. A quote by Plato, an Athenian philosopher, is as follows, the beginning is the most important part of the work. End of quote. Benjamin Franklin is a person I consider to having paid his dues to learn the art of being a printer. To learn the printing trade, at the age of 12, Benjamin Franklin signed an indenture with his brother, James Franklin, to be an apprentice without wages until he became the age of 21. At the age of 17, He left his hometown and family and did not complete his apprenticeship. However, as we all know, printing played a big role in Benjamin Franklin's industrious career, including one of his most recognized printings ever printed, the Poor Richard's Almanac. You would be hard-pressed to find anyone today that would be willing to be an apprentice 
with no pay to learn a trade from a master tradesman. If you have the mentality that everything can be learned quick with instant answers readily available by simply doing an online search, it will prove to be detrimental to the quality and success of many ideas. At some point, we all need to get back to the basics of what really matters in life. And for sure, what really is important in life is certainly not information comprised of trillions of terabytes of information churned out in digital bits and bytes by billions of humans that is only able to be stored by a combination of zeros and ones, only accessible electronically from servers on what people now refer to as the cloud. Your mind is much more powerful and complex than any computer in existence. Computers may have artificial intelligence, but you have real intelligence with real imagination. A computer may produce an answer faster, but you have the ability to analyze your current surroundings and circumstances and come up with an idea. A computer can be turned on and off. Your mind never stops. It's always on. Even when you don't realize it, your subconscious mind is working to solve issues by putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Your mind can learn new things faster and easier than a computer. You cannot outgrow your mental capacity. A computer has to add more memory chips, and your brain grows by your synaptic connections growing stronger. You are much more powerful than an inanimate quantum computer. Your mind is a quantum computer. Some believe that your mind has more than 100 billion qubits, spelled Q-U-B-I-T-S, which is more powerful than the total of all the world's digital computers. A qubit, or quantum bit, is the basic unit in quantum computing, much as a bit is in classical computing. Regardless how powerful classical or quantum computers become, they will never be able to match the ability we have as human beings to live, love, and laugh, having discernment to know right from wrong and compassion to care for other humans. Why depend totally on a computer when your mind is more powerful than all the world's computers combined? Back in the 1980s, when hard drives for the personal computer were very expensive and unreliable, many people simply ran their software on a five and a quarter inch floppy drive. The one megabit 
random access memory, or RAM chip, was not introduced until 1984. Now, it's not uncommon to have 64 gigabytes RAM. The personal computer was only introduced in the year 1981. So in the 1980s, personal computers were expensive, slow, many without hard drives, and just worked with a removable 3.5-inch drive or 5.25-inch floppy drive. It was called floppy drive because it was flimsy, bending easily. The 5.25-inch floppy drive, only holding 1.2 megabytes, was replaced by the 3.5-inch drive introduced by IBM and held 2.88 megabytes. For personal PCs, in the 1980s, there were very few hard drives, and the ones that were available were expensive, unreliable, and might only hold 20 megabytes of data. In the 1990s, IBM developed a hard drive holding 16.8 gigabytes of data. Now, in this century, hard drives are reasonably priced, fast, and reliable. Windows 10 can use up to a 2 terabyte hard drive. That's 2,000 gigabytes. And now the latest and greatest hard drive in the year 2019 that you can buy for a personal PC is a solid-state drive with no moving parts. It's amazing how fast, how far technology has evolved for the better for personal computers since the first personal computer was introduced in 1981. Now it seems technology has a fixation on wireless connectivity focused on 5G. There is a race to develop and spread the use of 5G wireless because of the belief that 5G wireless will control economy, education, industry, military applications, medical, news, connectivity, agriculture, communication, etc., and to some degree, the control and influence of the population. Fast 5G connectivity and its many uses will transform the world in ways people cannot now begin to imagine. 5G will be so fast Even machines will be talking to machines from all over the world, controlling, patrolling, manufacturing, producing, etc. In the medical field, the advent of fast network speeds has coined a phrase, anywhere, anytime, medicine. Medical information can be shared between medical personnel, and machines anywhere, anytime around the world, and even more so with a 5G 
speed network. It's not just the speed of 5G that will be an improvement, but 5G will have improvements to Wi-Fi, Intelligent Edge, etc. Intelligent Edge incorporates artificial intelligence, machine-to-machine, and network-to-network. The future of 5G speed will be up to 10 gigabytes per second, which is 20 times faster than the fastest internet before 5G. It's now a competitive race to who will achieve the 5G protocol standard and have 5G accessible to the population. In many respects, I think the rush to join the world together through networks will change our cultures and the way we think. Also, not a pleasant thought to think of all the microwave towers and microwave satellites circling our planet that are emitting microwaves. Microwaves are used in satellites in high orbits around the Earth. For television and radio, radio waves are used in satellites in lower orbits around the Earth. There is a scientific community that believes that microwave towers emitting microwaves at 1900 megahertz frequency will negatively affect every living thing within one square kilometer, which is about 39% of a square mile. And these microwave signals reach out from the microwave tower about 45 miles over level terrain. Bottom line, the entire planet Earth is receiving microwaves in varying degrees, if not from a microwave tower, from satellites orbiting the Earth. Okay, now I'm going to share with you a story I benefited from that I also think you can benefit from. One of life's lessons I learned was back in the mid-1980s, and I think the year was 1985, when meeting with a customer in their home office near New York City. This customer had recently moved to the United States only about three years prior. This customer had just purchased real estate software and a computer from me. After completing the sale, we were making small talk with the customer sitting at his desk and me sitting in front of his desk. I happened to see on his bookshelf a real estate course I had seen on a television infomercial. About that time in the 1980s, the term infomercial came out. It was like a television commercial, but it would be about 30 minutes in length selling anything from kitchen appliances to get-rich-quick courses, and usually shown on television late night or early morning when television ad time was more economical. People would make fun of these infomercials as rip-offs and a waste of time. I asked him 
about this real estate course. In reply, his jovial mood turned somewhat serious, and he answered me with questions. Did you see that new car outside? And I replied, yes. Do you remember all those houses I told you I own? And I replied, yes. Do you see this house you're in? Again, I replied, yes. And then he said, that course guide me those things. And then, without much thought prior to speaking, I asked him, how did it do that? And his answer to my question, how did it do that, was not only a revelation to me, but an inspiration. His one sentence, eight-word answer was, I did what it told me to do. From then on, I looked at infomercials, courses, instruction books, online courses, etc. differently. Not to the point of being gullible, believing all that was said, but simply knowing that some courses are filled with truth and will instruct you from where you are now to where you want to be. If you simply do with that course, as this man did, which is to do what the course instructs you to do. Like I'm sure you've heard, if you're looking for advice, get advice from someone accomplished in what you seek to do. Today, in the information world, where much of the information is inaccurate or simply a con to take your money, many or most people totally look over the advice they can get from a book, course, class, or online information. Also, for lack of a better definition, many younger people have been brought up in a push-button world with instant gratification from computer games, computer, television, turning on a light with a flip of a switch, being warm and cooled just by setting a thermostat, etc. Have you ever noticed the handwriting of younger people that mostly did keyboarding rather than writing in longhand? It's quicker and easier to keyboard than write. So they simply don't write as much to develop a more legible handwriting. When was the last time you received a handwritten letter from someone? Turn back the time prior to computers and email. A handwritten letter to family or friends was very common. Now, rarely does anyone take time to write someone a handwritten letter. That's neither good nor bad about people no longer handwriting letters. Just an observation. If one is accustomed to instant gratification by pushing a button, then longer manual tasks might seem to bore them, and they might assume that there's always a quicker, faster, easier way than just manually accomplishing a task because pushing a button to make something work is way easier than, for example, growing a garden. 
building a home, cooking, housework, learning to play a musical instrument, or any worthwhile task or accomplishment that is not an end result of the recent push-button digital age using computers and electronic devices. I heard or read in a sarcastic way that if you want to hide something, hide it in a book because no one reads books anymore. When you go to a public library, the internet stations seem full. People on their laptops or smartphones. But there are few people reading books. There is a wealth of knowledge you can gather from books. Most anything you want to accomplish has been written in a book. I remember an industrious single mother with two children was fishing but caught a turtle instead. This was the first turtle she ever caught. Rather than throwing the turtle back in the water, she cleaned and prepared the turtle as food for her family. I asked her where she learned to clean a turtle, and she said, from a book, and then went on to tell me the many things she learns from books. I'm not recommended to catch a turtle and make turtle soup, but what I am recommending to not simply Google and search online for information but also find a book, old or new, on the subject you want to learn about and read the book and take notes as you read. If you ever get a chance, take a look at older copies of Popular Mechanic magazines. Popular Mechanics magazine was first published in 1902 by Henry Haven Windsor, who was an author, publisher, and magazine editor. As an example, just looking at the covers of Popular Mechanics from the 1940s and 1950s, I see a flying machine called the Fly Cycle, a picture of pre-cut small homes, a small type vehicle about the size of a snowmobile with tracks like a caterpillar tractor with a rider going over rugged terrain boats, etc., all in these popular mechanic magazines from the 1940s and 1950s. The idea of the magazine was to explain the way things work and provide pictures for easy comprehension. The magazine also had many innovative ideas and concepts that would even seem modern and new today. In looking at the older Popular Mechanics magazines, I marvel how many of the ideas never were produced or marketed. I think even more so now, with the advent of everyone Googling and getting information online, the books and magazines of yesteryear are being forgotten and ignored. I share all this about the older copies of Popular Mechanics to illustrate a point that don't just research online, but be sure to try and locate books, newspapers, and magazines, old and new, 
on the subject you wish to explore. The older books sometimes have more information with more detail, as these books were not written just from information found online, but with first-hand experienced knowledge. The Greek philosopher Pythagora, spelled P-Y-T-H-A-G-O-R-A-S, in the 6th century B.C., had a theory that the earth was shaped like a spear, but it was not until 1492 A.D. that Columbus sailed the ocean to prove the world was round and not flat. The Greek astronomer and mathematician Aristothenes, spelled E-R-A-T-O-S-T-H-E-N-E-S, that lived from 276 B.C. to either 194 or 195 B.C., determined the world was round and was able to compute the circumference of the earth. Had this information been widely circulated and understood, then people would not have believed the world to be flat for about 1,700 years after the Greek astronomer and mathematician Aristothenes, using his knowledge of mathematics and astronomy, discovered the world to be round. Just because information is older does not mean that it is not as accurate and detailed as the information you can get off the latest Google search. Unless you have a radical, new, innovative invention, chances are there is a book, video, course, class, individual, etc. that has steps or suggestions how to accomplish your goal. Also, as with everything, you are likely to fine-tune whatever instructions you find to meet your specific circumstances. Once you become passionately committed to accomplishing a specific priority, be sure to outline and document steps and information you will need to accomplish that priority. The best time to outline and document those steps and information that will take you to where you want to go is during your research. For example, if you've located a book, video, audio recording, interview with someone, etc., then outline that information using your tools such as a mind map, calendar, and freeform database suggested in episode two of this Opportuno podcast. Also, if your project warrants it, especially if a team effort, consider also using the Kanban project management system suggested in episode 10 of this Opportuno podcast. The main point that I want to make clear in this podcast episode is that you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. Someone may have already documented the steps you need to take to get 
where you're going. The work on your part will be to research and locate a solid, workable, proven plan of action you believe in, and then have the wisdom and incentive to simply follow the instructions and not be afraid to veer off the beaten path to accommodate your dream as you best see it will work. As Frank Tiger, spelled T-Y-G-E-R, who was a columnist, humorist, and cartoonist for the Times of Trenton, New Jersey, recommended in the following quote, Discoveries are often made by not following instructions, by going off the main road, by trying the untried. End of quote. To summarize my suggestions made in this podcast entitled Simply Follow the Directions are as follows. Number one, research to locate a documented course of direction to the same destination you want to go. Number two, act on those proven steps and if need be, modify the steps to meet your specific goal. As you document your action steps through research, be open to different ways at arriving at the same destination. A quote by Raymond E. Feist, spelled F-E-I-S-T, an American novelist, is as follows. Never accept the proposition that just because a solution satisfies a problem, that it must be the only solution. End of quote. This is an example of having more than one solution to satisfy a problem. Before the Golden Gate Bridge was built in 1937, the only way to get to what is now Marin County, California, was to take a ferry. A ferry boat service began in 1820 to take passengers and cargo from San Francisco to what is now Marin County, California. The ferry ride would take about 27 minutes and, at that time, was the most practical way to cross San Francisco Bay until the Golden Gate Suspension Bridge was built in 1937. Three solutions you can still take to get to Marin County, California, would be by air, boat, or by the San Francisco Bridge. All three solutions work to get you to the same desired destination, and it's your choice as to which of the three solutions best suits your needs. Many things you encounter in this life do not have specific instructions. However, many of the same goals you seek, others have been there, done that, and your pathway to success is already mapped out. All you have to do is just 
do what it tells you to do. That's all for now. Please visit our website, opportuno.org. That's spelled O-P-O-R-T-U-N-O dot O-R-G. Thank you.